Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. to the Not On Your Side Sports Podcast. Brian Bailey, Sports Director here at WNCT, joined by Jason Boyd, Digital Content Manager at WNCT, and Ken Watlington, our main anchor and our sports reporter extraordinaire. To talk about the uh, upcoming Touchdown Friday, we debut our show this Friday night, the first week of the high school football season. And what we wanted to do was kind of get some different angles on how we put things together, how it all comes together, kind of take you behind the scenes. Kind of hard to do that just uh, with our voices, but I think we can do a pretty good job of it. So we'll we'll try to do that. But when you think about high school football, I mean, you've had so much experience, Ken, through the years working down in Wilmington, and then when you worked in Ohio, everybody does it a little different but everybody also does it pretty much the same right yeah the goal is the same and that's to uh, provide a service to the people of your viewing area to showcase communities to showcase student athletes to showcase schools and all the positive things that happen on friday nights throughout communities across the country And, and yeah everyone has their little different twist on how they do it but the core goal is the same is to uh provide some great highlights and showcase Uh, the hard work and the dedication that these players and these coaches and these families give day in and day out during the season. I've said this a number of times, but we're very lucky at at WNCT that we have a a management group that that sees the importance and gives us the time because, you know, we could probably go an hour on Friday nights, but we we get 30 minutes and that's, that's a lot of time. And sometimes it's not really hard to fill, but it's trying to get all of the different games covered and trying to get, you know, with the staff that we have and, and it has its, uh, it's difficulties, doesn't it? There's technology, uh, there's yeah. weather, there's there's certain things that can come every Friday night, and they often do, hopefully not all at once, but certain things that can happen that kind of puts a little wrench into what you're trying to do, and you got to adjust quickly. Yes, you on the fly. Uh, Jason's been around for a long time. Technology has changed so much, and it's really changed everything we do with, with Touchdown Friday. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, this is the most wonderful time of the year, but as you said, it, it, it really has evolved to something uh, entirely different. I mean, you're used to getting the newspaper the next day. There was no such thing as the internet, and now everything yeah. Is so uh, ensconced in that from getting scores to seeing videos to you know watching the game, uh, or watching the, the show live stream, you know on our website and stuff like that. There's so many different ways that you can uh, take part of the high school football experience. And like Ken said, it's such a big thing for a lot of the communities in the area because you know it's still one of the biggest things that they have going on during the course of the week. And so it's really kind of a, a way to capsulize everything, I guess, up to a certain point where you've got the practices and everything that leads up to it. And then Friday you get the games and you kind of sit back and watch and see it all unfold and watch, uh, you know, the, the duck on top of the water with the, the feet <laughs> paddling like crazy to get stuff done. But it's really, uh, it's quite amazing. I worked in newspapers for a long time and to see the TV aspect of it and how it's put together. It's, it's quite remarkable. Now that you brought it up and, you know, said we could probably do an hour. Let's talk to the boss. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's get an hour. Let's go to midnight. Let's <laughs> not. Um, but, you know, and, and what we want to do with, with this podcast tonight is maybe take you through just everything that goes on. And, and we'll probably jump around because there's so much that goes into it. But it usually starts on Sunday before that Friday. And what I do is I try to take the schedule. And this week, uh, Ken actually took the schedule before I did and kind of broke it down. We try to break it down into, into double headers because when we send a crew out, we try to send them to two different games. Sometimes we've sent crews out to get three games, but it's very difficult because you want to tell the game story in three games. And 
to do that, you have to have some luck. And there's another thing that makes it difficult is that our viewing area stretches from the North Carolina-Virginia state line all the way down to Jacksonville, 29 counties. And we don't get to all 29 on a daily basis, but we can. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of driving on Friday nights. And sometimes you're driving in, you know, two, two and a half hours total to get a minute, minute and a half worth of highlights and it's worth it. You know, that, that's just the name of the game. You got to get out there. You got to drive. You got to make it happen. But uh, like you said, there's there's a few occasions where someone can can get highlights from three games. But usually that's a situation where maybe you start start at a John Paul II. Then you go to Rose. Then you go out to Conley, something that we're in right. a confined if area. They're that confined. Yeah. You're not going from Croatan to Jacksonville no. to Jones Sr. and getting three games. And I'll take you a day and a half. So we look at that. We look at the schedule and then we kind of put it together. We always pick out a game of the week. And we pick out a backyard brawl. And we've done a couple little things different already with our number one team. We put it up to a vote for the fans. And we're still tinkering with some things that we're going to look at, whether we're going to go and let the fans vote on the game of the week or whether we're going to let the fans you know, kind of vote, like which game are you looking forward to the most or something like that. So we're still playing around with some of those aspects of what we do. But we come up with a game of the week, come up with a backyard brawl as a rivalry game. And and they're easy to pick out. And, and that gives two teams, say if you're halfway through the season and you've got two, two and four, Four teams that are playing, but they're ne- next door neighbors. Yeah, you know. So if, if Riverside's having a bad year and they're playing South Creek, you know, everybody knows it's a big rivalry. So it kind of highlights teams like that. And and late in the season, some of those rivalry games can be big games. Right. And sometimes they can be the game of the week and a. And sometimes we have a game of the week. 1A, a game of the week, 1B, right. and 1B might turn into the backyard brawl. Yeah. Yeah, you have a mullet bucket. You have a right. breaker for the anchor. You've got all these uh, rivalries and stuff, and you got the Conleys and Roses playing each other, or South yeah. Central you know, playing Rose and whatever. And so uh, there's something intriguing about each week, and uh, I, I, you, you mentioned the schedule on Sundays. It kind of uh, makes me think about the whole the joke about the math equation, the numbers flying through the air, <laughs> and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get those games covered and what game is in what proximity as far as uh, making it all happen. And that's uh, kind of exciting in some degrees, too, because you want to try to you know, put together the best show and you're trying to piece it together like a puzzle. And it's kind of interesting to see how you guys take it and unfold it and where you send people and what games you cover and such. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's not rocket science, but it is difficult at times because you'll have weeks where it seems like nobody's playing close to one another. Yeah. Like, like you know, you'll yeah, have, have games, that, you know, that, that, there aren't two games to get to. So it's kind of one of those deals where you're sending crews out to just one game. But for the most part, we try to get to one thing that blows my mind about what we do on Friday nights and what a lot of places other stations across the country do on Friday nights is if you watch our typical six o'clock newscast on a Tuesday uh, you'll see some live content you'll see some pre-recorded content you got five minutes of weather you got a piece from the national news that we bring in from CBS when you're watching touchdown Friday at 1105 on a Friday night everything 99% of what you're going to watch happened since seven o'clock that night yeah. and and it's happening in 29 counties east of i-95 sometimes even you know we get some help from our our affiliate in raleigh and they, they help us out and you know we get some some help from some of the wilmington stations but all of this stuff and is ha- all this stuff's happening in a in a two-hour window and we got to turn it around quick and get it on at 1105 um, you know a few minutes before you know some of the other stations in the market get it right. on you know we're we're trying to be the first and, and you know it's the longest running you know high school highlight show in eastern north carolina it's got a name to it uh there's a prestige to it and 
I hope everyone's like me uh, when they go out and they take this serious and, and you want to do the best job you can to not only put our best foot forward as WNCT, but to, like I said earlier, highlight these communities and the hard work that's going on. And like we have the meeting we have every year when I speak to the crowd and I tell everybody, you know, you know, watch and see who's at your game that you're competing against. And if you're a young photographer, you know, make sure you beat them. And if, you know, if you don't, you know, make sure you're better the next week. Funny story. Uh, there was a, a sports uh, reporter and anchor over at uh, one of the other stations. Uh, and he's now working in Austin, Texas. And I know he was at one of the games I was at one year. And I made sure to do what you said. And that, we had our show up on one monitor. We had their show on another. And I'm watching his highlights. I thought I was watching my highlights. And we had the same exact plays cut in the same exact fashion. I'm like, all right. So either I'm, I'm doing a really good job or, man, I'm way off. Good time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, okay. Well, another thing, too, is the buildup for it. You know, you, you think about, like, college football and stuff and all the stuff that happens with tailgating. You know, we start at 5 o'clock, you know, with uh, right. a live shot, you know, from, from a, uh, the, the game of the week or from another location and such. And we play it up big because it is big. It is, like like I said, it, it's, it's a big community event. And so we're able to go out at 5 o'clock and interview the coaches, maybe talk to somebody, uh, building up to the game itself and, and there's a lot of opportunities to to make it as something more than yeah. just a sports event it's a community event and and you guys do a really good job as, as far as just getting that word out to try to let people know that this is something more than just a you know a way to have some fun on a friday night it, it's it's bigger than that it's a community event and we're lucky too the coaches are very cooperative yeah. too they i think they enjoy the fact that we make we, we help make friday nights big for their players i remember during the pandemic and when we lost football that fall and we had to do it in the spring you know, some of the coaches were saying, I didn't know what I was going to do on Friday nights. You know, my Friday nights are yeah. going out coaching, coming home, watching TV, looking at the touchdown Friday. And, you know, we didn't have any of that that year, which was really strange. And then we had the spring and then we had the fall after that. Yeah. We had lots of football. That fall 2020 was probably the first time you had Friday nights where you didn't have to do oh, this yeah. in a long time. Long, long time. I mean, time. me too. And this is my, I think, oh, mass hard. This is my 24th uh, high school football season. So I'm wow, closing in on a quarter of a century. This is my 39th football season. How about that? I'm old as dirt. <laughs> old as dirt. You know, dirt. dirt is fundamental to yes. uh, earth as we know it. Yes. So we need it. I'll be back. I'll be back <laughs> to the earth. What was that? I read somewhere that uh, every time these baseball players step out of the box and they do this stuff and scratching, whatever, they're reminded of the fact that Hank Aaron hit some fifty-five home runs with dirt. So it's a compliment. <laughs> well, so. There you go. All right. So, so we, we put together everything, and what we try to do with our feature games, our backyard brawl, and our, our our game of the week is is our reporter on on site will do what we call a package. They'll put they'll wrap it up. What we what we like to do instead of just doing a package on it, we try to do the highlights, and I'll I'll do those highlights highlights and then we'll throw it to the reporter for their reaction we found that that that, that make, gives us more time centered on that game yeah. and we can do some more things with it uh we're going to try some different things this year we're going to try to get some of the players involved a little bit more try to get you know some of the celebrations and that kind of thing you know if, if it's if it's warranted but but you know having the coaches on afterwards and 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 as ken said earlier it's it's really maddening some of these games they start at seven o'clock if you get an injury yeah. or something or happens or rain delay which could happen this friday um you, you know you get delays but part of that is communication and you try to you know communicate back and forth and you try to organize things and 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 sometimes we get off the air and we think man that was a great show and sometimes we get off the air and say man that was really rocky but even the rocky shows you go back and look at them and they're not as rocky yeah. to the people watching them as it is you know when it, you're driving the boat it seems rocky to us because <laughs> 
it did it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to wanted to execute. Right. If you're a viewer at home and you see, you know, your team or maybe your family member playing, that's all that matters. Right. You know, that's like what we said. It's the duck on top of the water. Yeah. You're doing your job and you're paddling, you know, like crazy from that. And that's that's what people enjoy seeing. They enjoy seeing the scores, the highlights. That's something that they look forward to. Uh, you know, the fans saying, stay tuned for more touchdown. Friday. Right. That's big for them, too. That's so. something that we, we've instituted years ago. And you wouldn't believe the people that come up to me and, and they want to do it. And, and we try to find original ways to do it. I've always had my stepdaughter, Bella, who has Down syndrome. I let her do one every year I'm trying to get the grandkids because i got a three-year-old and a two-year-old they're might almost to, four and three might have to be next season for them but maybe, <laughs> maybe. but they got touchdown friday shirts now so, that's right so we gotta we can do a voiceover we'll just show we, them and we we'll, can do that you're watching touchdown we friday. might do that but but and, and it also adds to the the personality of the show and what we're trying to do is you know everybody's got a high school football show we want ours to be different one of the other things that we've been allowed to do because ken's been so good to work with is because we're the official station of the pirates i got a chance to go on the road with the east Carolina football team now and coach houston agreed to do a special interview with me on those friday nights so that's something you know most coaches close it down on wednesday and they don't talk about the game until after the game's over on saturday but one of the things we made a deal with with east carolina with coach houston is that we get a chance to do like a two-minute interview with him talking about the game previewing the matchup yeah and then i send it back from wherever we're at and that's part of the show as well yeah last year when you were on those trips with the pirates i was fortunate enough to be able to to host touchdown friday which is kind of, even though I've been in the business for a quarter century, it kind of blows my mind. It's like, I'm, I'm hosting this Friday Night Football show on WNCT. That's awesome. But I would toss to you, hey, Brian Bailey's with the Pirates in Houston, Texas, or Annapolis, Maryland, or uh, Orlando, Florida. I mean, you were Philly, I think. Uh, maybe not Philly last year. I don't no. know. Wherever the Pirates are, we were you in, were. We were in Baltimore one week that, with, with yeah. Navy with uh, mm-hmm. in Annapolis, but we stayed in Baltimore that night. But yeah, and it was, and that really worked out well because that's something else that, that nobody else has. And that's something that we want to showcase uh, most certainly going forward that was you know just one of those things that that we try to add to it and we're always talking about different things that we can do we we've thought about doing some more nat sound pieces where we hear the coaches then we have to be really careful about what we put on the air because <laughs> yeah. coaches can have some explicit language at times but we uh, we really want to do you know a lot of that and, and going forward trying to do some different things we we try to showcase some of the bands sometimes as well now we used to have a band of the week that i used to do but i would get killed by the band parents because we wouldn't pick out the correct band the way we picked out a band of the week is we would try to figure out who was going to what game and how it worked out with halftime mm-hmm. and we would make them the band of the week but yep. the band parents didn't take it like that mm-hmm. they Why thought you include mine you know, child's you know band. i remember somebody i think it was west carteret west carteret always has a great yes, band but they were mad because they weren't <laughs> the band of the week until like week 11 or 12 <laughs> but we still want to highlight the band we don't highlight the band we'll highlight the fans uh, all, all the folks that are out, the homecoming king, the homecoming queen, all of that is a, a part of what's so, so special about Friday nights. There's no doubt. It's, it's the whole thing. It's not just what's happening between, you know, the the uh, the end zones and the, and the, and the sidelines. It's it's the whole shebang, you know, the the uh, the cheerleaders and the, the people taking the tickets and making your popcorn. I mean, there's uh, every person on a Friday night plays a big key to make what Friday night football is. You're right. And we want to touch on the the, uh, the technology a little bit. The way it used to work is if you had to just drive it back and you had to edit it fast and get it on the air. Now, you know, we, we have technology where we can send it through what we call FTP, which is 
the file, file transfer or, portal. Right, exactly. I thought that's what it stood for. <laughs> but you can send it that way. But the problem is if you don't have a good internet service. Yeah. So we'll have people floating around McDonald's and Walmarts and Parties, trying yeah. to find, you know, internet uh, off and on. And that's that kind of That sounds like me and Havelock. I yeah. love going to Havelock. Great program, storied program. Everybody's so nice. Usually the games are fantastic. But boy, I have some hard time getting, yeah. getting my highlights back. I'm like, where's the internet connectivity? And there's nothing like when you're here and somebody calls them. I have no internet. And you're looking at your at your rundown. What we have on our rundown on our computer screen is all the videos that aren't in yet are in red. And I have gone on the air with about 12 of those red blocks before. And somehow they, they just pop in. They boop, pop boop, in boop, boop. as we're doing the show. And it's uh, that part of it is magical. And when oh you get off gosh. the air, you know, sometimes I get a chance to see some of the highlights. And sometimes I don't. And and we have, I, I set some, like, not rules, but, but how we want to try to do things you'd be surprised at you know what i say is if you if you cut a play or cut a shot make it an individual shot so you can kind of go yeah. with the flow as you go and i still have i'll still have somebody this friday night that will have all kinds of things going on in one shot and and, and rosters i mean we're having i haven't checked max preps this week but you know, getting rosters has been difficult because teams used to have programs mm-hmm. yeah. and you could physically get the roster at the game. But these days they don't do that. And it's max a, preps is used to be pretty good, but there's a maturation process because you're used to getting the, you know, pay a dollar, getting the program or just go in there and it being available. Then you finally get these coaches dragging, kicking and screaming into the <laughs> internet age where they can post content and have people to do stuff like that. But you still have those issues where you have two number threes or number three is wearing a number seven and you got to figure that out too. So it's, it's a whole different process of preparation, but also making sure that when you leave, you've got what you're supposed to have because you don't want Brian Bailey upset trying to figure out something on the air. Brian Medor tells a great story that he was with somebody at a game and they didn't have the numbers. So, so they, they called each other something and they said, just say it was Daniel Boone to Davy Crockett. They were joking around and somebody mm-hmm. went on the air and said, Daniel Boone to Davy Crockett. <laughs> I had something similar like that when I was working in, uh, in Ohio and, you know, who was that? Oh, that's one of the Johnson brothers. Well, which one? Yeah. Not sure. So yeah. I'm like, hey, what? congratulations to one of the Johnson brothers. We're not family. sure. <laughs> one of the Johnson brothers did well. All right, let's close it out. Any closing thoughts, Jason? It's just really, uh, like I said earlier, it's just a really exciting time of the year. You know, school in a lot of places doesn't start for another week or two. Yeah. Private schools have started and stuff like that. But this is when the school, the fall season begins. You know, we've already got volleyball teams and stuff like that that are playing. But football is, is here, and that's really sort of a defense finding moment. We have certain moments in the news business that we mark as what the season is about, and this is one of the defining moments. Summer is technically over when August 1st, <laughs> August 2nd yeah. rolled around and practices began, and so this is the next step in that process. It's a long process, but it's exciting too because you want to see somebody like a Tarboro win a state championship or maybe Rose go back to the state finals. That's exciting for us too because, you know, in a lot of ways we're fans because we want to see these kids, these individuals, these programs do well. So it, it's a big time. I've always said that about East Carolina as well. You know, people say, well, you're a homer. Well, you know, in some ways, probably so, but the more they win, the more success they have, the more people watch and the more yes. people care about it. And the more the community's enthused. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal. All right. I got one uh, prediction, one bold prediction for 2022. I, I got a feeling I know what he's going to say. Where am I going? You're going to say I'm going to yell at somebody, make oh, somebody no, well, cry. <laughs> that's not a prediction. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'll probably be the one to cry. No, this is an on-field <laughs> result. The Tarboro Vikings will not have as good of a 2022 as they did in 2021. You know why? Why is that? 
because they won two state championships in the calendar year of 2021. That's true. The fall 2020 season pushed to the spring of 2021. They won it then in May. They turned around. They lose their uh, opener on the road at Rocky Mount in the fall of 2021. They run off a whole bunch of wins, and they win it again. So their 2022, for the sole reason, won't be as good because they just can't win two state championships. Can't but they win might two. win another one. They might win another one, that's <laughs> for sure. All right. Thanks so much for joining us for our Not On Your Side sports podcast. For Jason Boyd and for Ken Wallington, I'm Brian Bailey. Have yourself a great sports week. We'll be back with you a couple of weeks from now with another sports podcast from WNCT.